Hey everybody, welcome back. This week I am talking to Jen Duplessis. She is a mortgage master. She helps mortgage loan officers and real estate agents who are overwhelmed, stressed out, that are sabotaging their personal lives for the sake of their business in order to multiply results and things like that. You know, Jen has been podcasting actually for six years, helping real estate agents, helping the mortgage world. She started coaching in that world. And we really had a wonderful conversation. This is all about why did she choose to podcast? Um, and and what has it done for her business? What has it done for her reach and growing her community and growing her audience? And I wanted to talk to her because she speaks to this world of realtors. And just like lawyers, just like dentists, just like doctors, just like any brick and mortar, I really think that podcasting is a wonderful tool for getting out in the community, building that trust that is so easy to do with a podcast. And I'm very interested in it. And I wanted to say up front too, that I am down here in Orlando, Florida, and I'm actually gonna be at the Florida Realtors Conference in late August. I have a booth there. So if you happen to be a realtor, you happen to be in Florida, or you happen to be at that conference, please stop by and say hello. So without further ado, here is Jen. Jen, welcome to the show. You have gotten to this point where you have built this wonderful entity, this wonderful platform, this wonderful business that you have. And I, I want to know how you've gotten here. You mentioned uh, when we were talking before the interview started that you have got a lot of experience in this hyper-focused niche. And I, and I want to know how you got to this point. So could you could you bring us up to speed on your story? Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Of course. Well, um, I was, I went, let's see, I was accepted at Colorado State University for pre-med. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to be a cardiologist and uh, ended up not liking that. So I ended up studying architectural design and construction engineering, which um, is very similar because it's all math. And mm-hmm. uh, at the time when I when I uh, graduated, I couldn't find a job in architecture because I was a woman. And even nowadays, it's hard whether you're a man or a woman. <laughs> it's a very tough field. And so I went on an interview for a mortgage company and I had no idea what it was. I knew that <laughs> they told me that rates were 18%. And I said, what's percent? <laughs> you know, I had no idea. <laughs> and so that was in 1983. And um, I have, uh, you know, two years ago, I uh, transitioned out of traditional mortgage lending into coaching and and speaking. Um, and I've, of course, been speaking and coaching for about 18 years in that space, but now I'm doing it full-time. So two years ago, I, I went full-time with that. And uh, so that's what brought me here. And as a top producer in the industry, there, you know, are four, right now there's 480,000 loan officers, licensed loan officers. Um, at the time when I was in the business, there were 780,000 before the credit crunch mm-hmm. and you know, the Great Recession. And of that, I was in the top 200 of loan officers. So what happened was, and being a female in that, you know, given the fact that there were so many men in a male-dominated banking mortgage environment, um, a lot of people were calling me and saying, hey, can I pick your brain? And that Mm. led to the coaching. But then eventually I couldn't run a practice. And I have four other businesses as well. And I couldn't run a practice and have these other businesses and answer people's questions. So I thought, how am I going to answer their questions? How is this going to happen? And I had just helped my son launch his podcast. Um, and we learned a lot of mistakes doing it. 
And so for mm-hmm. me, it was easy. We quickly launched mine. And that was my means for being able to answer all the, all the questions that people were asking. And it started off five and a half years ago. So I'm one of those veteran wow. people. And yeah. it was all monologue. <laughs> and then I started moving into interviews. And I do a little bit of both now. Okay. Do a little okay. Bit yeah. Yeah. You were telling me that you've, you've been doing this for a while. You've been, you know, you started out doing it yourself and, and all those, um, learned lessons that come from that. Could you elaborate a little bit more on how you have used podcasting in your business and, and what effects have you seen in all areas of your business from the podcast? Yeah, well, in it's transition too. I mean, back then, mm-hmm. it, back then, five and a half years ago, <laughs> seems like forever. Well, you know, yeah, it's been around for 13, some, I think 14, 15 years people have been podcasting, but it's come in waves and there's all these different groups. But yeah. if you've been doing it for five, six wave. years now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. now we have a new, but you know, it makes me kind of the, one of these old people, but there wasn't anybody around at that time or many people, it was difficult to find them, you know, who mm-hmm. would do what you guys do, for example, right? You know, where you right. help everyone set it up and all that. And um, and I'm and I'm launching another podcast here in the next week or so, and um, I had everybody do it, right? I didn't have to go do it. So whew, thank goodness, but I know the value of having people do it. So that's super important. But um, you know, and I only launched it in Apple pod um, podcasts, right? I only launched it there. Okay. I you know, I'm ranked in the top one percent, and then in some categories, I'm ranked pretty high. and um, you know, I only had it in this one place and now I'm in 18 different syndicated places, which is really cool. Maybe more, I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Um, but you know, for me, it, again, it was from my heart. And I think that that's how we all come up with podcast ideas too. It's a message that we want to share with people. Um, and it came from my heart, like, how can I help these people? Um, how can I use my experience to compress their success? Right. And, um, mm-hmm. and my failures too, my successes and my failures and what I've tried. And um, it sort of came out like that. And the next thing I knew, I was getting people saying, hey, could you could you coach me? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I guess I could. Um, and I won't even tell you how cheap it was back then. <laughs> right? And then I was like, oh, for, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. And we uh, all do that. Yeah. Yeah, we all do that. And then we go, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I, um, I started coaching some people and then from there I would get instant messages and emails saying, Hey, you know, would you be willing to speak at, you know, this conference and would you be willing to come to our sales rally? And, you know, and because I'm in the mortgage and real estate specifically, you know, industry specifically, Mm -hmm. it's a very, uh, defined niche, Right. Very, very defined niche. And because I was a top producer, um, I have a lot of notoriety. I'm one of the top speakers in that space. So it just became natural that that sort of happened. And I have to tell you, um, I, although I'm making adjustments, you and I were just talking about some of the adjustments I'm making in my my practice mm-hmm. now um, this year had nothing to do with Corona, is that uh, last year I had 29 paid speaking engagements and I don't call anybody. I've Right. only filled out an application once. And okay. um, so I'm very blessed, but I mm-hmm. do know that I need to be searching as well. So I'll start doing that this year. And that's what I'm working on now. But um, so, you know, lots of speaking engagements, um, you know, and you become an expert, you become a market influencer when, um, you know, when you do podcasting. So I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, those are the two biggest things for me is it's really grown my coaching and my speaking business. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing how you. I tell people you never really know who's listening when you start out, and then it's powerful how people not only think of you as an expert right away, but they trust you as as not just an authority, but as a friend in a way because you've really connected with them on a personal level. I mean. Well, once you spend Oprah. a few hours listening, yeah, we, yeah, it's we like that. Oprah. I mean, that's it. I mean, exactly. You know, everybody thinks we're Oprah, and all we're doing is bringing in the people, you know, and that gives us the credibility, right? You know, by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so you're you're doing speaking. You're uh, you've been in the mortgage industry for a long time, the real estate industry. You um, you're used to being in front of people mm-hmm. and and looking good and and presenting yourself <laughs> right. well, yeah. right? <laughs> And being confident. Right. So so why did you choose podcasting uh, and put an emphasis on that over, say, um, YouTube or a blog? What what was it about your specific niche that led you to podcasting? Well, blogs to me would bog me down. Bog, <laughs> blogs were a bog. Blogs bog, yeah. <laughs> right? um, and so I and I didn't have the bandwidth to write a blog you know, to, to mm-hmm. write now I had written a book, right. I had, I had already, or okay. well, I actually hadn't, I had already had the podcast and then I wrote a book. Um, and that was perpetuated by everyone saying, well, if you write a book, you know, you get more speaking engagements, which I don't know that I'm a believer, but you know, that's just how it is. So I have a book. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the podcast was helpful in writing the book because I went back to some of my content, you know, and said, Oh, you know, that's kind of good. Um, but blog was never something I wanted to do. I never wanted to have to have, have to write because I know mm-hmm. me even writing the book, you know, it, it, if you sit down and I start Me writing, <laughs> I start going, it happened one day. No, I don't like that. Once upon a time. No, I don't like that. So it's much easier for me to chat. I'm a, I'm okay. definitely a talker and, and it was easier for me to chat. So that's why the blog, um, YouTube, you know, early on, it wasn't such a big thing for podcasts to be uh, videotaped and audio, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. such a big thing to do that. And so I'm now in the process of really growing my, um, my YouTube channel, because now all my podcasts are that way, but, um, I, I just didn't go again. It was timing. I'm there. Honestly, when I was doing, when I started doing this five and a half years ago, I was still in the mortgage business, right? Originating business. I would do some of my podcasts just with my phone and I'll tell you how I started them. It's funny, but with just my phone and my ear, you know, um, ear set or whatever they call it, Mm -hmm. um, not earbuds, but headset. And I would sit in my car. And I would put myself on mute if a if a fire truck came by, right? And then I put myself mm-hmm. and go, uh huh, right? It was all audio, so it was much more convenient to do it audio than it was to do video because we have to be set up, we have to, you know. And so when I when I transitioned and retired from traditional lending, I said, okay, well now I can set up a studio in my office and I can hop on anytime. So it it really was a bandwidth issue as much, you know, as that now for blogs. Um, now when I have my podcast edited, a blog is created for me, but I don't do it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. That's one, that's something we do yeah. as well, where we'll, right, we blog. will post the actual episode mm-hmm. on a page, but then also mm-hmm. take from the transcript, a, a segment and rewrite, like write an actual blog post right. that is just text. So that's yeah. very cool that you're doing that. 
repurposing yes, is the now, way to go. <laughs> now it's all getting done. Yeah, that and it's getting pushed out on YouTube and, you know, and okay. it gets all prettied up and all that good stuff. So, yeah, awesome. it's much, much, I'm getting much more band, man, bandwidth, not my bandwidth, but I'm getting much more, uh, you know, social media bandwidth, et cetera, now that I've, yeah. you know, progressed there. But it's a progression. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, so the, the, the Morgan industry, this, this coaching niche that you found for yourself, um, it is hyper-focused. Yeah. I, I wonder, are there other people in your industry that are using podcasts? Are, are there things that you've seen from other podcasters that you've maybe taken and said, oh, that'd be a great idea for my industry? What are some of the ideas that you've used or you see other people using that you really like? Um, in podcasting? Um, so in and out of my industry, I've seen things. First mm -hmm. of all, when I when I first started podcasting, there were only four podcasts in the mortgage space, four loan officers. Okay. Um, and the three that were there were already uh, dead. <laughs> right? They they were on there, but they had never they hadn't had episodes in months and months and months. And um, so I was really one of the first ones out there, right, doing okay. doing the podcast. So there wasn't anyone to really you know, look at and see what was different in my space. There were more real estate versions of them. And I saw those and I've been guests on those. Um, now there are more and more podcasts. Um, I find that some of them are now moving towards, you know, coaching like I do. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't, my podcast is not about me being your coach, although I get that, right? I, get, I definitely get gotcha. that, but it isn't about me being your coach. It's about me sharing information so you can be successful. And I truly believe that, right? And I think it's just a byproduct that I get coaching. And maybe one day I'll, I'll be on my podcast going, let me coach you, let me coach you. But I, mm -hmm. I find that others do that too much and I get turned off by it. I don't like listening to it um, in my space. Right. In my space, okay. I'm not a fan of it. And I've been on every podcast you can be on in my space so far. So that's kind of mm -hmm. already the bandwidth is done. I find that most loan officers uh, do not have a podcast. And those that do, um, that aren't trying to do coaching, their podcast is for consumers. Mine is not. Mine is specifically gotcha. for the lender. So there's are more consumers, you know, like, should I pay off my credit card before I visit you or how much down payment, right? And that's what they're doing with yeah. theirs. And that's what I'm encouraging my students mm -hmm. to do, um, to create a podcast so that they can do the same, right? So that they mm -hmm. can become that market influencer for clients, for getting business. Outside of my industry, um, the podcast itself had actually, you know, it's called Mortgage Lending Mastery. It actually morphed into realtors listening to it. Um, the real the loan officers encourage their realtors to listen to it because the content is basically the same, you know, about how to grow a business. And then entrepreneurs started coming in. And then it morphed into not only professional development, but personal development. So I've had okay. um, I've had body language specialists. I've had procrastination uh, psychologists <laughs> on there because it's all related to business. And it's really mm -hmm. turned into this personal and professional growth, which I absolutely love. And then that's expanded into me being asked to speak on women's things and, you know, about business and about entrepreneurship. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's you never know that unintended go. consequences. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's really great. Yeah. Um, so I like for my listeners to hear about the real experiences mm -hmm. of starting a podcast because, <laughs> you know, for the 
80 some episodes that I've done of this podcast, it's been a lot of advice. It's been a lot of avoid this mistake, avoid that mistake. So I like to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's with your son's podcast and the, and the, yeah. the mistakes that maybe were made or the growing pains that you experienced, could you just share one that was like, wow, I'll, I'll never make that mistake again that, <laughs> that you went through? Um, God, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of some of them. Um, I don't know that they're mistakes. I think they're just lessons learned. I don't think they're big mistakes. Mm -hmm. I, I used, I mean, there's several of them. Unfortunately, when my, my son and I both started, you know, how we have our intro and our intro, um, we used the same person and that was fine. And I had his for a really long time, but when it came time to change, um, because I had to make some changes on some, you know, the, the data on the intro, intro, um, it, uh, he passed away and we, so we had to find <laughs> somebody. Right. And so I had to go okay. to Fiverr and it was, it wasn't like outrageously expensive, but it would, I made a lot of expensive mistakes in there. Um, picking okay. someone on Fiverr, you know, to, I can, I me, I can write your intro and then they can't speak English. Right. Um, yeah. and it took a while to find somebody and I found someone that I absolutely love, but I'm now moving from her as we speak, I'm moving from her because we're now we're changing. I think one of the biggest challenges for me is that, um, you making sure that your intro and intro is, can be, um, is evergreen, right? That's probably the better word yeah. to use is more evergreen mm-hmm. so that you're not, you know, that if you're going to change your products, yeah. your services, your programs, you know, yourself, if you're thinking, especially if you're, you know, in my case as a loan officer, right? If I were a loan officer and I'm saying, hey, introducing Gen Pluses with ABC Mortgage yeah. Company, you may not be with right. them. So exactly, that's very yeah. taxing. And I think that my listeners, and I've not heard from them, thankfully, they're so nice, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> my subscribers, you know, have never said anything, but I'm concerned that, they, you know, I get used to the noise and the, and the, not the noise, but the, the music and yeah. I get, I get used to that. And I, I have a fear of tra- uh, trading, changing that up where they're like, oh my gosh, is she changing again? So I would say that that's probably one thing. Um, yeah. And the other was, you know, we tried to, in the beginning, we tried to grow a tribe uh, he tried to grow a tribe online and he, and he subsequently mm-hmm. did. I mean, he's about ready to sell his company for a little over $200 million and it all wow. started from a podcast and, you know, grew from there. Um, but we tried to grow our membership from it and the way that we did it didn't go very well. So I would just say that, yes, you can grow your membership, but there's probably better ways to do it. And I would, I would lend mm-hmm. myself now if I wanted to do that. I would I would be hiring other people to guide me gotcha. to do it the, the most appropriate way and, and get the best results. Because we tried everything. We tried this membership and that membership, and you know, I mean, you name it. We tried it, and it didn't it didn't mm-hmm. work out very well. And ultimately, he went from he just decided not to do it. And he actually does a podcast every day now. He releases a okay. podcast every day because he's in options trading. Mm-hmm. So he can talk about something every day. And just by the the pure um, repetitive repetitiveness, people are naturally drawn. He just says, hey, come mm-hmm. visit us at our website. And that's where he picks up his right. membership now. So I, I still don't have that figured out yet. 
So I would yeah, say that's an ongoing mistake. <laughs> right? I, I think for a lot of people, um, for a lot of the clients that I work with, a lot of the people that are using a podcast as part of their platform, as part of the way of building a community, they've all struggled with membership or membership sites okay. or um, because they find out that, oh yeah, I want to grow this thing where I can speak to um, a thousand people at the same time or tw 10,000 people, 20,000 people at the same time and I can monetize it and it can be a small cost so more people want to join. But then they don't realize that it's a lot of work. Yeah, It's like, okay, take the the content that you're creating for a podcast each week and then you've got to provide more yeah. that's exclusive to those people and then you've got to provide ways for them to learn and then you've got to show up and give them access. And uh, it's one of the things that a lot of content creators um, or creators in general uh, with, uh, if you've heard of Patreon, they deal with all the time is the scalability of that, yeah. you know, providing benefits to the people that are supporting you in your art form or, or whatever um, and being able to show up. Uh, Jen, I really appreciate, appreciate you joining us. This has been some really great advice. Um, if people want to find you, what's the best place to, to get your latest information and the, and the things that you're working on now? Yeah, the best place is just go to jendeplusis.com. That's my website. And um, you'll find all the information you need there. And if you want to, you know, have a strategy session with me, if you're in the mortgage or real estate space, and mm -hmm. you're listening to this, and you say, how should I implement it? Um, that's an opportunity for us to have a breakthrough session. And, you know, if you're also thinking about doing a podcast, then it's going to be great because then we can circle back with Danny and have him do everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I, I can awesome. help you with all the details and the content. He can help you with the technical. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you yeah. so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great one.